This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Good Monday to you. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly, and unfortunately, uh, the Saints are 0-1 after yesterday's 35-34 loss to the Oakland Raiders. We're going to talk about it in detail on this morning's podcast. A couple of good guests lined up for you to help us do that. And we'll also hear from Saints kicker Will Lutz today and head coach Sean Payton in just a moment. Uh, A wild game at the Superdome, obviously, yesterday that didn't go the Saints' way. A wild weekend in the NFL in general. I think four games uh, were decided by one point. That ties an NFL record. It was also an NFL record set for a uh, number of games within a certain margin. I, I should have written it down. But anyway, uh, it was a crazy Sunday. And shoot, if you go back to Thursday's game at Denver, it's been a wild weekend so far in the NFL, and there are still two games tonight. Yes, the traditional Monday night doubleheader uh, in NFL Week 1. So keep an eye on that. The West Coast game tonight is it involves the Rams um, and the 49ers, I guess. that That's the final game of the weekend. Am I intrigued by that game? Um, not, not so much, <laughs> but I'll take the double dip of football tonight. And back to the point about the NFL weekend and how wild it was. Gosh, think back to week one of the college football season. So both college football and the NFL debuted their seasons with crazy weekends. Good stuff. Um, how'd your fantasy league team do? I'm curious. I know so many of you now, Daniel's giving us a thumbs up. So many of you now uh, are involved in that and it does affect everyone's mood on Monday. You thought that, you know, obviously here in new Orleans, uh, the mood traffic wise at the office, everything else, uh, is certainly affected by how the saints did on Sunday. I think on top of that here and then nationwide, how many moods are affected by how fantasy teams did over the weekend? Or uh, how many people are hanging on to the Monday night game or games, as the case may be tonight, as to how the uh, fantasy weekend goes? Uh, more on this later in the show, but tomorrow, don't forget, Tuesdays are our fantasy day here on the Black and Blue Report. Daniel Salerson tied into that. He'll host tomorrow, and uh, you all can talk about week two. I just kind of step away from that. I kind of want to do fantasy football, but then again, I got enough drama going on that I don't know if I don't know if my wife or my family needs me to have that on the plate as well over the weekend. And it just seems like a lot of work. Daniel shaking his head. No, no. Uh, The Saints have some work to do, obviously, with regard to uh, getting better in week two. Uh, Sean Payton yesterday after the football game said, hey, the Saints and everybody else now in this race to see who improves the most from week one to week two. And certainly uh, a tall order for the Saints coming up this weekend at MetLife Stadium when they take on the New York Giants. And I can't, I still can't get that thought out of my head regarding last year's game uh, against the Giants at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and how wild that one was. Uh, coincidentally enough, it was Kenny Albert and uh, Moose Johnson on the call for Fox last year for that game here in New Orleans. Those guys are calling the game again this year. Uh, this time, obviously, up in New Jersey. Head coach Sean Payton spoke yesterday after the game. I'm sure a lot of you heard his comments post game. He also held a conference call with the media this morning. He touched on a couple things. Unfortunately, one of the things he had to touch upon this morning was the injury status of Delvin Bro. 
And that cornerback position for the Saints continues to always have these significant stories. Uh, Bro, now hurt uh, and out for some time. Yeah, Delvin, and, and typically I would wait till Wednesday, um, but he's he's got a fracture in his fibula. He had the procedure done this morning. Um, he'll be able to make a full recovery and, and, and be back with us this season and play. Um, time frame-wise, you're looking approximately at six weeks. Another concern of Coach Payton's yesterday was the uh, pass rush situation. The Saints did not record a sack on Derek Carr yesterday, and that uh, pursuit of a pass rush for the Saints defense continues. Well, that's a good question. I, I, uh, I think this, I think, you know, it comes from a four-man rush. It has to. Uh, I think Kruger being here now a full second week and, and Cam, uh, both are players that we feel like are pressure-type players. Um, we have to be better in that area, and, and sometimes it's going to come from a, more than a four-man rush or a pressure. Um, but I think that it's, it's more difficult on the back end if the quarterback has time and, and is able to sit in the pocket and, and get to his third and fourth receivers. And, and that happened a little bit in the second half yesterday. Another storyline we had going into the weekend, and uh, it'll be ongoing, but doesn't appear to be as prominent as it was, say, last week, was the play of the Saints offensive line. Um, I thought for the most part the Saints offensive line uh, fared pretty well. So did Coach Payton. Overall, I think pretty well. Uh, I think there's a handful of things that, uh, that we'll work to improve on. I thought we protected the passer well. Um, we knew going in it was going to be a game where We'd carry a certain amount of runs and, and, and have some balance, and yet it's a you know, pretty thick front that we felt we could block in protection, and, and we were able to do that. Um, we had a few different plans on how to handle Mac. Um, you know, the, really the only uh, sack sack fumble was, was a third down play in the first drive where we did a good job in protection, and you know, we just got to find a way to maybe eat that ball or throw it away. But... Uh, but I think in week one, I think there were a lot of positives to build on. Those are just a couple of thoughts from Saints head coach Sean Payton. All right, we'll dig deeper into yesterday's ball game against the Raiders uh, here in just a moment. Keep in mind that we're going to visit with Kenny Vaccaro, who I thought showed very well defensively yesterday. He's obviously down about the overall performance of the defense and the fact that the Saints are 0-1. He'll be a little bit later in the show. Being out there, it was just frustrating that we uh... – You'd say that we pretty much did pretty well for about 40 minutes of the game. Then you have a couple, a handful of plays that if we get back, obviously the turnout's a lot different. But uh, we just didn't finish like we needed to. Um, there are some things that we left on the field that shouldn't have happened, and uh, we got to get them cleaned up going into New York. But coming up next, John DeShazer, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com, helps us break down uh, Saints' week one performance against the Raiders. Stay with us. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. 
Hey fans, on Saturday, October 1st, cheer on your Pelicans as they play their first preseason game of the season against the Dallas Mavericks at the Century League Center in Bossier City. Ticket prices start at just $15 and can be purchased from the Century Link Center box office, www.ticketmaster.com, by phone at 800-745-3000 or at any authorized Ticketmaster outlet. For more, be sure to visit shreveport-bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Saints safety Kenny Vaccaro coming up in our third segment uh, today on the Black and Blue Report. Segment two belongs to the senior chief. John, De- John DeShazer stops by from NewOrleansaints.com to dig a little deeper into yesterday's 35-34 loss to the Oakland Raiders. Um, one of many thrilling games in the NFL wouldn't you say, John? Um, yeah, but you know, the thrill is the thrill is gone. The thrill is a little <laughs> less when uh, when you're on the short end of it. Yeah. And so you know, it, unlike uh, last year's uh, 52-49 win over the Giants, where you know you alarmed at giving up 49 points, and yet you know there's still a sense of uh, hey, at least you win the game. Uh, this time to give up 35, score 34. Don't win the game, and so the feeling's a lot less in the locker room. It's you know I always say I'd rather be cleaning up mistakes after a win than after a loss. So, you know, and I think the team kind of feels that way too. No doubt. Um, what are your biggest takeaways from the ball game? What did you bullet point? Uh, how it all shook out? What when you dig a little deeper, as you've probably done over the last 24 hours? What what are you what are you thinking? Well, I mean, it doesn't help help that uh, Delvin Bro breaks his fibula in the third quarter, and David Carr then. Uh, Throws for 111 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Uh, it certainly doesn't help. Uh, they there was uh, you know a run fit problem on the 75 yard touchdown run by Jalen. I don't want to call him Richard. I'm assuming it's Richard. Richard. Yes. Uh, there's obviously a run fit problem there because he's able to make a cutback and and uh, leave Saints defenders in the dust. And I mean that's a huge play because it's a, basically a two play drive. They had an incompletion on first down. He runs 75 yards for a touchdown on the second down. And even though the Saints are up eight, and even though they score after that, you know, on the on their next possession, that still takes some steam out of you uh, defensively, and, and it's probably got to do a little something to you offensively because, you know, you're in a, in a game where you're kind of going tit for tat, and you're hoping after the Saints take an eight point lead that maybe you can hold them to a field goal, maybe you can even force a three and out and get a punt. Instead, they you know they they bang down a 75 yard touchdown run, so that's that turns out to be pretty huge. Uh, Teron Armstead was a nice little subtext. Uh, subplot he and Khalil Mack or he and whoever was lining up against him uh, when he was playing left tackle because we didn't know exactly how he was going to be able to hold up he held up pretty well said he was just sore today Uh, he hadn't played that many snaps in a long time we know he didn't do a lot of work uh, during preseason and he's been battling back from injury but he was able to play the entire game on Sunday so that helps and uh and and obviously though you know the Saints are going to have some some issues. If you don't have Delvin Bro, that means Ken Crawley, Devontae Harris, uh, Sterling Moore, 
and probably a cornerback to be named later at some point because I would imagine there's going to have to be some help brought in there. Now maybe Brian Dixon's brought up from from the practice squad. Maybe he's re-signed to the uh, 53-man roster. He does know the system. He's been around here for several years, so he should be able to help uh, give you some depth there. Uh, but certainly there's going to have to be some investigating as it, as to what's going to be done with that position because Delvin Bro's the top cover corner on this team. He's going to be out for six weeks. And so now now suddenly P.J. Williams, who has all of one NFL start under his under his belt, is your best cornerback, <laughs> essentially. Uh, more possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly Sterling Moore, yeah. possibly Sterling Moore. But, you know, uh, P.J. Williams, there's a reason P.J.'s starting. So – He's probably, uh, you know, your your number one guy out there, and uh, so, you know, they're, they're gonna have to grow up in a hurry. Um, you got some some experienced safeties with Kenny Vaccaro and Jarris Bird, and Roman Harper. So hopefully that experience will help uh, in that area. Von Bell, you know, another safety, but he's a rookie also. So hopefully that experience will help. Uh, and and um, you know, but Coach Dennis Allen, uh, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen, and and uh, secondary coach Aaron Glenn. You know, have some work on their hands because they've got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a, I don't want to say a huge issue. Well, it is a huge issue when you lose your top cornerback. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a pretty huge issue. So, um, you know, now they got to go without him. And so that's going to be huge going forward. So we'll see exactly what the Saints do in terms of personnel there. But um, Is Cortland Finnegan available and would he come back? Uh, Cortland Finnegan is available and I'm sure he would come back if they, if they, request that he comes back i mean you know hey a job is better than no job no, I agree. so uh courtland finnegan could be on speed dial right now but you know i'm i'm going to assume uh ahead of time right now i'm gonna assume that maybe brian dixon would be the guy that they would bring up off the practice squad now again courtland finnegan is out there he's a veteran he, i'm sure he's in shape because he came in in shape he was with the Saints during the you know a good portion of training camp, so he knows enough to be able to go in, cover some slot receivers. So that would be, you know, a top option if Brian Dixon isn't your guy. But you know, obviously there's you know there's got to be something done there. Craig Robertson, I thought played very well yesterday. Same goes for Kenny Vaccaro, but man, I feel bad for Craig because of that pass interference call that basically allows Oakland to go on to win the game. Um, you want to weigh in on whether you thought that was pass interference or not? I thought it was uncatchable. Uh, but, you know, look, the guy who the guys who could have complained about it the most, um, Coach Sean Payton and Craig Robertson himself, did not. Craig just says, look, I gotta I gotta put myself in a better position. I can't, you know, make that error on that play. Um he's he's face guarding on the play. He doesn't see the ball. And you know, he does make contact, it looks like early. He makes contact early. Now, okay, so now do you get to now you get to the point where is it catchable or not? Well, I'm assuming the official says, well, maybe it is catchable if he doesn't make contact. And I guess that's where the, the basis where you, you, you assess the penalty. But you know, of course of a flop there too, maybe? Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, you're gonna flop some. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yes. But I mean, you know, you gotta call attention to it and I just I I don't necessarily I don't I don't agree I don't like the call I don't agree with the call I don't like the call I thought it was uncatchable I thought Craig played some pretty good defense on it but um, hey unfortunately it wasn't perfect defense and in that game you know you have to say this about the officiating crew they did call it fairly tight really tight <laughs> and yeah. so based on that there was consistency there they made the same call in the fourth quarter that they made in the first quarter yeah, you're right. 
So, you know, and as a player and as a coaching staff, you know, we always say, hey, all you want is consistency. You just want to know what to expect. Well, they had already shown this is what you can expect. So, you know, there weren't a lot of complaints to be made because they were consistent throughout. You know, that's a, that still doesn't mean I like it, no, I but they were consistent. No flag, ball game's over. Yeah, I mean, ball really. game's over. Um, we've talked a lot about Will Lutz. We're going to hear from him later on here during the show. Uh, look, if there was any doubts that Drew Brees was ready to go, I think those were laid to rest yesterday. I don't know. I, who would have questioned that, I guess? Well, you know, here, here's what happens. And, and here's what happens, especially here. Forgive me because I ain't from here, so I, I'll say this. Okay. In New Orleans, it, there is this. If Drew Brees, you know, is one for four, the sky is falling. And he's got like a 10-year Hall of Fame resume. Take a deep breath. Step back, as as one Aaron Rodgers so eloquently said last year. R e l a x. Relax. I mean, he he is who he is. There's a reason the dude's going to the Hall of Fame. There's a reason he's got the most 400 yard passing games in NFL history. And there's a reason he's got the most 5,000 yards in NFL history. And there's a reason he's a perennial pro bowler and all these other good things you say about him. Good grief. I mean, the, the offense had a rocky preseason. And, but Drew Brees, you know, Mr. Mr. Sunshine says, look, we've had preseasons where we were rock stars and we came out and we started slow. And we've had preseasons where we didn't have such a good preseason and we came out and we started fast offensively. And basically that was his way of saying relax. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're right. It was. <laughs> It was, and not so many, you know, yeah, in I more mean, than just one word. Yeah, yes. he didn't spell it out like Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> right. but he basically said, relax, chill. And so yesterday, you know, he puts up a 400-yard game uh, with four touchdowns and no interceptions. He does have the you know, the sack fumble on the first drive, and the defense comes and bails out the offense on that one. Yeah, he Allows held the ball too long. Yeah, he, he held yeah, it too long, and he's the first one to say it. But, you know, he has a typical Drew Brees game yeah so you know when he puts one of those up you know i think you take it for granted and you know you hear all the you know god knows i I, maybe i just hear the wrong people sometimes because you 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 do hear people you know lavish praise on it but when you hear people say well the saints need to move on well the saints need to look there's only three or four of these guys in the league if you got one of them you better hold on. Yeah, which they've done. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he backed it up yesterday. Yeah, so, you know, everybody, oh, he, you know, do this, move on, move on. Shut up. He's he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and because of that, I enjoyed watching Cook, Snead, and Michael Thomas yesterday. That's a good thing. Uh, the Josh Hill injury is a little worrisome uh, with the tight end situation. Fleener only had, what, one catch yesterday? Fleener only had one yeah. catch, and if, if Josh Hill isn't out there and who man's already out and, and man hurts was inactive, so they were down to one tight end, um, Kobe Fleener, who is not a blocking tight end, right. so to speak. So now you got to go with the heavier lineup. He did block some yesterday. He blocked some yeah. yesterday, but a lot of times they end up with uh, with Tim Lolito, Tim Lolito as an eligible receiver, basically. Right. So, um, you know, there's going to have to be something done there if Josh Hill can't go this week. And it obviously, uh, who man is already out. And so if man hurts can't go. Yeah. Right. Well, and man hurts. I think was just a situation where you know you look at the game plan and you say, okay, we're, we're not going to need him. Well, now man hurts is probably going to have to play if Josh Hill can't go. Speaking of uh, game plans, Coach Payton this morning talked about uh, C.J. Spiller's non-roll yesterday, and that was that was he says based on 
the game plan and, and the use of the stack of running backs they've got. So Yeah, same it seemed a lot more special teams related than it did game plan yeah. related. I mean than it did offense related rather. Yeah. All right. Um so if we boil down what you just said here, obviously uh the defense can't give up thirty five points. This Delvin Bro situation is significant. That's a storyline to watch this week. Coach Payton pointed out yesterday didn't create a turnover, didn't get a sack on the quarterback. It seems like Seems like we had all these offensive line concerns and offensive concerns based upon the preseason. That shifted now, and the storyline's going toward New York and a healthy Giants offense. We're going to be talking about Saints defense all week. Is that what I'm taking away from this? Uh, yeah, yeah, because we're talking about giving up 35 to Oakland at home. Now you're going to New York against an, an offense that doesn't just have Odell Beckham and Eli Manning, but now has Victor Cruz back. Yes. And those principal characters, minus Victor Cruz, scored 49 here last year in the Superdome. Uh, Saints needed to get needed to score 52 to beat them. So, so yeah, that's a bit of a concern going to going to the Meadowlands when, when you're when you have these defenses, and it's the you know again the chunk plays as they like to call them, the big plays, uh, not, and not being able to get to the quarterback. And Eli Manning, we saw last year uh, when they go when they go to that quick pass offense, they want to get it out of his hands quickly. They don't give you time to get to him a lot right. of times. So the Saints are going to have to generate some pressure somehow. I don't want to leave anything on the table here. Anything else you need to empty out of your notebook for, for week one? No, that's pretty much it. Um, right. um, they're still high on Will Lutz. Still like him uh, a whole lot. Coach Payton reiterated reiterated that today. So, um, And obviously, look, they felt good enough to run him out there to try a 61-yard game-winning field goal, oh, and he, he barely <laughs> missed it. He almost did it. Barely right. missed it. So, you know, if he's got, you know, the accuracy that they believe he has, then, you know, he could be around for a while. Okay. A lot of games on the Razor's Edge yesterday, including the one we just talked about. Uh, by the way, the Giants also on the Razor's Edge just hold off Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Prescott threw 45 pass attempts yesterday. Um, wow. Anyway, so Giants and Saints, we'll turn the page toward that a little bit later in the week. J.D., thank you. No problem. Kenny Vaccaro is next. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. 
Every day, Optioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-Optioner or visit auctioner.org. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, game one is in the books, and we're joined by Kenny Vaccaro, and I'm anxious uh, to hear your, your thoughts in general, what you took away from yesterday's game, Kenny. Uh, it was a tough loss. I mean, anytime you lose, basically on the last play of the game, um, it's tough. But at the same time, we've practiced those situations. Coach Payton's done a good job of emulating those situations, and we just got to come away with the win. Let me just say this. In watching you individually, I thought you came away and, and flashed a lot of different things yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched the tape yet. Um, there are certainly some plays I made, uh, some plays that I want back. But uh, I thought it was a solid game, but obviously I can get better. As a, as a group in general, defensively, uh, what were some things that were either encouraging or frustrating or both to you? Like I said, we hadn't watched the tape yet from just being out there. It was just frustrating that we uh, – you'd say that we pretty much did pretty well for about 40 minutes of the game. Then you have a couple – a handful of plays that if we get back, obviously – the turnout's a lot different, but uh, we just didn't finish like we needed to. Um, there are some things that we left on the field that shouldn't have happened, and uh, we got to get them cleaned up going into New York. It's not like you guys played some slouch of an offense now, Kenny. Those guys are pretty good, too. <laughs> no, they're definitely a high-powered offense, but um, but it seems like every, time, every week you go into the stadium and every, everybody has a good offense now. That's just the way this league is, and uh, and that's no excuse to give up the amount of points we did. There were a lot of new faces on your side of the football, new as far as regular season games go, yeah. but you've been working with them all summer long. Did you Did you guys as a group feel comfortable with each other yesterday? Yeah, we felt comfortable. Yeah. I think it was more of an execution thing. Um, yeah, I'm real comfortable with Crawley and uh, Devontae Harris and those young guys and PJ. I mean, we've been working together this whole time, so I don't think it was necessarily familiarity. Familiarity, <laughs> sorry. Those young guys, how many questions did they have during the course of the game for you yesterday? Not that many. Probably, they probably should have asked some more instead of let things play out. But at the same time, uh, I'm still proud of those guys. They're, gonna, they're young. I remember when I was a rookie, every game was a growth spurt. So that's how it's got to be. With Delvin's injury now, boy, you're going to have to almost foster those young guys even more so, yep. it seems like. Yeah, definitely. Delvin going down is, is a huge loss. Um, I don't want to downplay it because he's such a great corner, great leader, um, can take away the opposing offense's top threat. But uh, – but these guys got to roll. That's the way this league is. It's next man up, and uh, hopefully somebody steps up to the plate. Kenny, that, that, that means there possibly could be yet another new face in the building here this week. Does that make this week like a, gosh, can we, can we just get settled in finally? Or, or at this point, does that seem pretty easy for you guys? Yeah, I mean, we're just going to plug in whoever's in there, and we're going we're gonna to play. Uh, we have no time. We have no time to worry about that. Um, we're in a race to get better, and uh, we got, we're going to have a tough game against New York. You said uh, that you guys have not watched the film in detail yet, you know, as we're having our conversation here. When that, when that film goes on the screen, what things specifically do you, do you look for? Help fans understand how you watch that film a day or two after. Well, usually when you watch the tape, you'll think it's all bad. It ends up being a lot more good than you think. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we just look for the details, things that little minute details of the game that probably cost us a lot of those big plays. Um, and I bet it's, it's, it's down to the small, minute te- technical details that probably caused the big run or the big pass it's probably something minor but it's going to be major in a, in a big game like that coach Payton said after the game yesterday that he he still wants to see you guys 
do something with the quarterback. He noted, you know, no sacks, obviously. And he said, we didn't have the ability to create a turnover. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like you guys are closer to that? Or is that in some ways, how do you, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, how do you stop the conversation of, well, that's what this group has struggled with all along, that kind of a thing. You know where I'm going with this? I think getting getting pressure on the quarterback, pass Mm -hmm. rush, that creates turnovers. I think that goes hand in hand. Um, Yeah, you can strip the ball. I mean, but this league, they preach ball security so much that you're only going to have so many opportunities. But I think us getting more pressure on the quarterback will ultimately lead to more turnovers. Fair enough. Hey, look, obviously the game that we saw yesterday at the at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome was a wild one. It comes down to the end, a two-point conversion. Yeah. And and that wasn't the only uh, nail-biter in the league yesterday. I don't know how much you got to look around and see what happened in the league. Four, but, yeah, yeah, four, which ties an NFL record for one-point games. Yep. Boy, what, a, what an opening weekend in the league. Did, you know, did you, did you have any time to, to react to that? I mean, Coach preaches all the time. That's what this league's about, man. It's it's hard. It's going to come down to the last possession. He told us before this game, he's like, we're going to have to fight to the fourth quarter and that the game's going to come down to the last play. They tell us that, they tell us that before every game because these teams are too good. Every team, every team's talented. Every team can win on any given Sunday. The last thing he said yesterday was, again, we're in a race now with all the other teams to see who can improve from week one to week two. How does that process go through this week? Just get back to work. Gotta have guys come in today. Guys come in tomorrow on our off uh, off day. I'm gonna have all the DBs come in. We'll watch tape. We'll put this tape to rest. Correct our mistakes, and we'll move on to New York. Thanks, Kenny. All right, man. Appreciate yep. it. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's chunky soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. We're not done yet here on Black and Blue Report. Glad you're with us on this Monday. Again, special thanks already to Kenny Vaccaro and John DeShazer for stopping by. Uh, Yesterday also was the NFL debut of Saints kicker Will Lutz. (laughs) He just about saw everything, including an attempt from 61 yards to try and maybe win the game for the Saints uh, there in the final minute of the ball game. I had a chance this morning to catch up with him inside the Saints locker room and talk to Will Lutz about his NFL debut and the day that ended up being as crazy as it was. The first one's out of the way, right? I mean, was that nerve-wracking yesterday? Yeah, I got about everything thrown at me in one game as you can possibly have thrown at you, but it's over. I'll let 24 more, do my 24-hour rule, let it sit in my stomach for a couple more hours and move on. What did you think about last night after it was all said and done? I mean, it was an experience. Obviously, I wish it would have gone better. Um, 
But like I said, everything that could have been thrown at me was thrown at me. So you know, it's all out of the way, and I can move on to next Sunday. I think you showed you had you have the leg. Um, did you know going into that last attempt that you you had enough to to give it a go? Yeah, I'm confident with the adrenaline that I'm at least going to get it there. Obviously, strong leg doesn't matter unless it goes straight. So, you know, we'll try to straighten it out a little bit next time. What did you learn from yesterday? I mean, it's tough to say what I learned, you know. Um, I was happy with the way I handled the emotions of the game, the highs and the lows. Um, but really, it's just getting back and working on little things all week. When you think back to that last attempt, the 61-yard attempt, do you do you feel like you did everything that you wanted to do with that kick and it just drifted a little bit on you? Yeah, I hit it well. Um, you know, I kind of use Thomas as my caddy when going out there. I tell him, hey, I want to aim this on the inside of the upright, the right upright. Uh, so I, so it has room to play a little bit because, I mean, when you're that far back and, you, you know, you really want to get into it. So obviously I knew it was going to move a little left. I wish it wouldn't have moved quite as left, but, you know. Did you hear about the vote of confidence that coach gave you after the game? I mean, yeah, obviously he's confident. I mean, the fact they even put me out there for that. You know, it's a rookie kicker, first ever NFL regular season game, throwing me out there for a 61-yarder. Speaks measures of what he thinks about me. And so, you know, just kick it a little straighter next time. What was the – have you ever attempted anything that far in an actual game that's practice? I mean, that's the farthest one you've ever attempted. In a game, that's by far the furthest I've ever attempted. But, I mean, that's what every kicker lives for, an opportunity to become a hero at the last second of a game. So, you, you think a spot like that – being in it once helps you for the next time. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, everything got thrown at me in one night, so I'm ready for the next opportunity. All right, so that's our that's my first visit with Will Lutz. Uh, got to meet him uh, last week, and then obviously he had the busy day yesterday. He certainly would have liked to have uh, seen that go another way. Boy, I tell you what, can you think, think about this for a second. What if he had hit, and he almost did, uh, that 61-yarder and would have won the game in not only his uh, Saints debut but his NFL debut. Wow, good stuff. Uh, Coach Payton's high on him and uh, reiterated that after the uh, game yesterday and then again this morning on his conference call. That'll do it for us on this Monday. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report will be hosted by Daniel Salerson. Fantasy football players, we get you ready. Jake's back from Roto World, so we get his uh, fantasy expertise tomorrow. And we'll also talk to Saints wide receiver Brandon Cooks about the record-setting play yesterday, that 98-yard touchdown reception from Drew Brees uh, as Brandon Cooks now makes history for the Saints. Think about this just for a moment. As we began yesterday's 50th season of Saints football, he broke a record that stood all the way since year one. Looking forward to that tomorrow. Hope you'll be with us. Tuesday Black and Blue Report, yours sometime afternoon central. We call it No Appointment Radio, and we thank you for being with us on this Monday. For all of us here at uh, Airline Drive and from Studio B, I'm Sean Kelly. See you next time right here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.